how she overcame her husband leaving her with one hour's notice, how she self-healed her autoimmune disease, the importance of determining the feeling that you want to achieve when goal setting, how to work your energy, how to reframe your thoughts in a beneficial way, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 199 with best-selling author and CEO of SaunaView, Janet McKee. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm here because you wanna become the best version of yourself, but there are so many things that you need to do to get there. Because it's overwhelmingly complicated, it's easy to lose focus, easy to lose a sense of direction, which is why so many people end up falling short of their true potential. That's why I create videos, podcasts, and fitness programs to keep you on track to your best you. Go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. Today, I bring you speaker, best-selling author, and high-performance consultant, Janet McKee. Janet is the CEO of SaunaView, and she is one of only 200 coaches in the entire world certified in high performance by the High Performance Institute. She is the author of the new book, Stressless Success, The Surprising Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. If you like the interview, you can get a free copy of the book. That's right, a free copy of the book at www.stresslesssuccess.com and learn how to work your energy to live a life of stressless success. As you're listening to the episode, be sure to tag me at carrier underscore best you and tag Janet at Janet Maria McKee on Instagram to let us know that you're listening. Monday mornings can be the bane of your existence. It can seem impossible to get motivated on a Monday morning, but not if you receive my Monday Motivation Trio 111 newsletter. Every Monday, I send out one motivational quote, one inspiring video, and one workout to get your week started with a bang. Just go to nickcarrier.com slash 111-newsletter to get this in your inbox every Monday morning. Again, it's nickcarrier.com slash 111-newsletter. Without further ado, here's to getting closer to your best you with the super passionate Janet McKee. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I am super excited today to have the one and only Janet McKee join me on today's show. So Janet, just want to start by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Thank you for inviting me to be here, Nick. I'm so excited. I'm pleased to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I, I'm always fired up for the interviews. So for you to be able to tell me before we started recording how excited you are just made me all the more stoked. So it's going to be a great one today. And I know we're going to provide a lot of value for all those people listening. And we want to make sure they can grasp everything and then be able to practically apply it into their own life to make a, a huge shift. So to introduce you real quick, uh, Janet is a speaker, best-selling author, and high-performance consultant and CEO of SaunaView. And you're the author of the new book, Stressless Success, the Surprising Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. And I finished this on Saturday, and it's an awesome book, and can't wait to dive into uh, so many of the different things that you talk about in it. But the way I want to start is by giving everybody a little bit of context and by kind of catching them up to speed on kind of your story, because I think it's super inspiring and something that everybody needs to know going into it. And I want you to just kind of take a few minutes to kind of go through how you were a Fortune 500 executive, and then I feel like the split up with your husband was a big part of the story as well. And then also your autoimmune disease and kind of recovering from that. So kind of take those things and, and run with a few minutes on your story to catch people up. Thank you, Nick. Yes. Well, I was always a high achiever and always like strive to be the best and put everything into all that I was doing. And I was climbing the corporate ladder very rapidly and all of the stress and pressure took me down. 
and I developed a debilitating autoimmune disease and landed in the hospital with an illness I couldn't understand and couldn't control. I actually couldn't eat. It was too painful and I couldn't walk and we didn't know why. And then prior to that, I was a young athletic, aggressive career woman was completely debilitated by an illness I couldn't understand and couldn't control, as I said. And the doctors came to me and said, well, Janet, first of all, number one, we know why you can't walk because your liver's failing because the medications for this autoimmune disease, apparently your body's allergic to. And so we have two options. One, we can either give you another medication that causes cancer or start removing your organs. That was really bad. So all the stress and pressure of my high-powered corporate job totally took me down. And I remember being in the hospital and something came over me, Nick, and I said, no, I'm not going to do either of those. And I didn't know anything about natural health and healing, right? I was MBA type, high pressure, corporate job. And I got myself out of the hospital and started my journey of learning how to heal my body naturally. I felt I had no option but to find another solution. And that's really powerful because from that, it took me a few years of trial and error, but I completely healed my body naturally. And I became so inspired then to help other people do the same. So I left the corporate world and went to Columbia University to study holistic health and wellness. And so it's fascinating because here I am decades later with no illness whatsoever, no medication whatsoever. And the doctors told me over 20 years ago that that's impossible. So I worked for decades helping others completely improve their mind and body wellness through eating healthy and living healthy and all of the things that you do and practice and share with the world, which is really important. And I was going along helping people even not only prevent health challenges, but reverse even life-threatening health challenges. Like it was really powerful what I was doing and the results that my clients were getting. But a couple of things then happened. I started to realize that some people were able to follow through and some people weren't. And there was this whole mindset thing that seemed to be in the way. So I started researching psychology and all of that, those concepts around mindset right when I hit the next wall of my life, where my husband of 26 years walked out on me and our son in an hour's notice, left me not only heartbroken, but our family ripped apart, but also left me on the brink of financial disaster. Because not long before he left, he had put liens on all these investment properties that I developed for financial stability for our family from the money I made in the corporate world. And he had put liens to buy a business at the time he left was failing. So not only did I feel like I was standing on thin ice, I felt like the roof above my head was a house of cards because he also put a lien on the home where we lived. Mm. So I went through a year, Nick, of total heartbreak, depression, fear, anxiety. I mean, everything in my life was like collapsing and I needed to figure out a way to support a home for me and our son, my son. And I finally realized after a year of solid anxiety and fear and depression, that wait a minute, I used to be this vibrant, happy, successful woman. I had to find that person again. So I literally and figuratively went out around the world, studied with world masters in success, achievement, abundance, positivity, high performance. 
And each one was like this delicious morsel that I would taste and savor. And it would help me a little bit. But I kept finding myself stuck and sort of frustrated that I wasn't getting to the level that I thought was possible. And that's when I discovered what we're going to share today, which is this incredible idea that was missing in all of these teachings. And it's when I put it all together and when I call this delicious recipe that everything started to change for me. Everything. Everything turned around, but not out of stress and struggle, out of ease and energy. And that's when I realized things just start to flow. Like I get invited to contribute a chapter with a multi-bestselling author, Brian Tracy. You may be too young to know him, but he's like a legend in business success and achievement. And then I got invited to Hollywood to be interviewed by Jack Canfield, who's a multi-bestselling author, because he wanted to know what Janet McKee was doing, because he heard about the results that my clients were getting. So just let me conclude that whole story. I hit a wall in every area of my life, my health, my relationships and heartbreak, my finance, my financial situation. I mean, literally facing bankruptcy. And because of all of those challenges, each one was like this incredible gift that helped me become stronger and wiser and search for answers and solutions. And if it wasn't for all of those things, I would never be as healthy as I am today. I would never be as happy as I am today. I'm literally grateful for my husband walking out on me because of all that I've discovered because of these challenges. And that's what I ask everybody the next time you're facing a challenge to say to yourself, you know, wait a minute, I faced challenges before. They've taught me something. I've learned something. So what is this challenge teaching me or showing me? And right there, that question shifts the energy around that challenge and will begin to shift your life. Yeah, I think the way that you summed that up and was such in a concise and effective way, and I really like how you talk about these different areas of your life and how each of the fallbacks or setbacks or challenges equipped you with something different that you can now use to help other people and that you've now kind of, you know, packaged together into this awesome book that you've recently written. So you talked about early on when you started uh, helping people with health and wellness and stuff, some people would follow through, some people wouldn't, and you realize there's this big mindset aspect to it. And that's one of the biggest things that I do with helping my clients. I know what I'm doing with fitness and nutrition, but I think my biggest benefit to other people is the behavioral side of things. It's helping them actually do the things that they know they should be doing, but they're currently not. And so kind of to stay on that topic, there's a part of your book where you talk about this combination of the importance of gaining clarity and having a plan. But then also on the flip side of that, you have to be open to random, incredible experiences. And so I want you to kind of talk about the the balance there. How can we both make sure that we're planning and gaining clarity, but also at the same time, we're open to random experiences. What's the balance there? Wow, what a brilliant question. Nick, I'm telling you, I'm really impressed. And thank you for reading my book before this interview. So you said a couple of things. First of all, that whole wellness piece. So let's just mention that first, because in 20 years of research of the world's most accomplished people, and by accomplished and successful, we don't mean just successful in business. We have recognized that the world's most accomplished people 
focus on every area of their life. And they understand that every area impacts the others. You know how yeah. when you're exhausted and you're not feeling good, like everything is more difficult? Well, how can you have the energy and clarity to be successful in your business or in your relationships or your hobbies, whatever, right? So everyone we researched knows that wellness is the foundation. They know that it's absolute priority to live a successful life, to be well-rested, drink your fresh water, eat real food grown from Mother Nature the way Mother Nature intended. That's actually why in Sonaview we even have an organic farm. So we introduce people to that idea. But you got to move your body and breathe fresh air. That's everything that you teach people. The world's most accomplished people recognize that that is the foundation for success. So what happens is everybody thinks that, oh, I got to stay up late and get up early and I don't have time to eat healthy and I don't have time to work out, you know, right? And they just like grab the Danish and the coffee because they think that stress and struggle leads to success. And what I discovered is the opposite is true. And research has shown that when you focus on being rested and well-nourished, mind, body, spirit, and energy, there's actually a fourth layer that nobody talks about, mind, body, spirit, energy, then you are equipped to have the clarity and energy you need for a successful life. So that leads us to the next part of your question. How do you do that? You say, and you're saying, Janet, you said in your book that you need to have clarity on what you want. And the whole section on goal setting, which is a little bit different, right? And that's something that I'd really highly encourage you to add some of these extra pieces to that aspect of what you do is, yeah, you want to know, like, what do you want in your life, right? But the idea of balancing that is just get clarity. What is it that you want? But if you come from a place of wanting, so if you write in your goals, I want to lose weight or I want to be healthy, you're coming from a place of lack, number one. You're coming from the place that you're not healthy or that you're not at the weight that you want, or you're not, let's say you want to be the promoted to general manager, whatever, but you're coming from the place of wanting and that's an energy of lack. This will become clearer as we go through, but just follow me on this. And when you come from an energy of lack, you're going to get what you want, which is the wanting. You're gonna get your goal of, I want to be thin. You will achieve the wanting. You will never achieve the better body image that you to feel good. Does that make sense? So we're coming, so a lot of goal setting is I want, which means I don't have, which is an, a negative energy actually. But if you know, you gain clarity that what you want is, let's just say, a healthier, better body. You then come from a place of a feeling as if it's already your reality. So you start to say, instead of I want to be healthy, I love the idea of learning how to eat healthier. I love the feeling I feel after a great workout. 
And there's nothing better that energizes me than getting out in mother nature and going for a hike and breathing fresh air and drinking fresh water. So you start to say things in terms of what feels better. I love the idea of pursuing a promotion in my job or whatever. And I'm so excited about uncovering ideas to get me to the next level. So you see how those feel different from I want to I love this idea of exploring. And just let me mention, since I talked about goal setting a little bit, we need clarity on the feeling that we want to have, right? Those feelings of if it's already your reality. What does it feel like to be healthy? What does it feel like to get the promotion? What does it feel like to be in a great relationship? And I recommend writing, when you're gaining that clarity of how your life can feel as you uncover solutions for these things, you make a list of the feelings and you focus on what it feels like to be healthy and fit. What does it feel like to be more successful in your business? So here's what's happening. And this is how I'm answering your second part of your question. When you get the feeling, don't worry about the how. So, so many people, they write their goals. I want to be healthy. And then they write how they're going to do it. I'm going to get up every day and run 10 miles, whatever. Okay. There's a lot of bad energy around all of that because it's like sounds like struggle. It sounds like discomfort, right? But if you define the how, you block all of the other hows from flowing to you with less effort. So in my life, if I was to, to define everything as a young woman, I want to be promoted in my corporate job. I want to right, be the vice president. I'm going to have all of these things. And I get this narrow view of exactly what I want in my life and exactly how I'm going to get it. I would have never allowed myself to experience actual things that led me to greater success. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah. So there's kind of a lot I want to try to see if I can unpackage there. So kind of going back to what you were talking about in the beginning, more about thinking of not what you lack, but the feeling that you kind of want to have. So it's about more channeling like positive energy towards what it's going to feel like and channeling positive energy to the process that you're about to take part in. Was, was that understanding that correctly? Exactly. And let me explain why. It has been proven in scientific research that everything is energy. Everything. Even this desk where I'm sitting. Within the atom, the subatomic level, nothing is solid. Everything is fluid. So there's one paragraph in my book. It's quantum mechanics is a theory within quantum physics that has proven this. And what scientists have proven now is that they began to uncover that our thoughts, what we focus on, can affect the outcome of a scientific study. Like, isn't that crazy? So they began to uncover there's some kind of power behind our thoughts that affects our reality around us. Not to sound arrogant, but I've taken it a step forward deeper. 
that it's not your thought, it's the feeling that that thought creates. And so your feeling is an energy. And if you understand that everything is energy, it's all about how it feels. Because when you start to understand that it's how you feel energetically that creates the outcome of your life, then that's where we're going. So on the goal setting, right? If you come from lack, I want to have more money because I lack money. That's the energy of lack. It's the energy of discomfort. It doesn't feel good. But if you imagine the flow of abundance of money flowing to you, but without trying to completely define how, things just start to happen. And that's how the thing happened with Brian Tracy and Jack Canfield. Those things landed on my doorstep. I didn't go out and pursue them. I didn't even know that was an option for me to be interviewed in Hollywood by Jack Canfield. Like I didn't even know that was something to pursue. It came to me. It came to me because I was working my energy and shifting my energy. Gotcha. So one thing I want to kind of get your thought a little bit deeper on is, you know, you talked about how it's the feeling, it's not necessarily the how, and it's not necessarily the strategy, but where's, where's kind of the balance with that? Because you can't just say, I want more money or I want to lose weight and then not come up with any kind of strategy. So where's kind of like, because one of the things that I help people with is that a lot of people have zero clarity on what the house should be at all or what the strategy should be at all. So I guess where is there the balance between not focusing too much on the how, but still needing some sort of a strategy? Excellent question. So let me explain. There's nothing wrong with defining some possible hows. And in my goal setting chapter, we talk about writing your goals in the present tense as if they're already achieved. I am the general manager or whatever. Okay. And get the feeling, but it's got to feel it's got to feel good. It's got to feel possible. Like if I was to have the goal that I want to be an NFL quarterback, right? That'd be, it wouldn't quite feel right. <laughs> but even if it's got to be a reach goal, it still has to feel somewhat possible for you. But then you might want to have a brainstorming sheet of possible hows. But if you define the precise how and you focus on that precise how only, you're blocking other solutions that may have even been better than the how that your head defined. But let me explain. So let's just brainstorm then and explain that. Just have a sheet where you brainstorm possible hows. But that's an energy of openness, of allowing other possibilities you could have never imagined with your head that will come to you. Let me give you an example, and this may help. When we were developing our organic farm. We started, I was renovating some of the buildings. We put in irrigation, we put in a greenhouse. We started growing organic food, organic produce. Well, we were losing money selling that produce to the local restaurants and to the public because it was costing us more to grow the produce than we were making selling it. And I became worried. We were losing money, losing money. And I'm thinking, oh no, I'm gonna lose the farm. So we started to try to focus on, well, maybe if we try to get more efficient in growing the food and maybe if we sell more to more restaurants or we try to, we try to even in one year expand more gardens because I thought, well, maybe we just need to do more because maybe it's quantity. So I was using my head to try to figure out how to make money at this farm. 
It wasn't working. It was getting worse. Finally, I was discovering these ideas of working my energy. And I just started doing things about appreciating my farm, loving my farm, appreciating the strawberries that were growing. I just started working on me and how I felt. Well, I was interviewed by a medical doctor on the radio and this young man heard my interview and I happened to mention I have a farm. This young man called me on the phone and said, Ms. McKee, I heard you on the interview this morning on the radio. I heard you have a farm. would like to come out and see it. I said, sure, come on out. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this farm's losing money. What are we going to do, right? He brought out his fiance and he said, we love your farm. Can we get married there? I was like, what? Nobody's ever gotten married on my farm. I mean, there was like no kitchen or bathroom in the barn like there is today, right? And I was like, what? I'm like, you want to get married at our farm? I'm like, sure. Guess what happened? Word of mouth got out. It was highly successful. Next, you know it. All these couples want to get married at my farm. Guess what's supporting the farm? Now, I know that might be obvious to many people your age that know that a lot of couples are getting married in barns. I didn't know that. I wasn't in the wedding business. But if see what I did? I had my head on growing produce and selling produce to the local restaurants. But as soon as I got out of my head and into my energy, and I just let it go, and I just worked my energy, a solution arrived that I didn't even think of. That was far better than anything my head could have thought of. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. No, so you don't want to get so down on your on the house. Brainstorm possible house would then open up. But let me explain one very, very important thing. I'm not saying you don't take action. I'm not just saying I sat in the field and meditated. No, I right. still was. I was on the radio interview. I was taking action. I was working my energy. I was still growing the produce. I was working on my barn to improve the facilities. But here's the important thing, Nick. If you take action from negative energy or an energy of lack, you're going to get a negative result. The important thing is to take action, but more importantly is you must take action from an elevated and expanded energy to get a positive result. Mm -hmm. Too many people, that was, that's what stressless success is all about. We think we must stress and struggle to get to success. And yes, many of us have achieved success with some level of stress and struggle. But number one, you burn yourself out doing it. Number two, you have no idea the success you could achieve if you stop the stress and struggle and you take action from positive, elevated, expanded energy instead. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love the, the passion you bring behind it. And yeah, I love that story so much. And I'm glad that you, you know, brought to mention how you're not just saying that you sat there and meditated, like you were still taking action. You're just taking action from a different light. And I think that that's really, because I think a lot of people could probably listen and they're like, this is some kind of woo thing. Like, what, what is this like all like meditative, working my energy? What does this really mean? But I think from you to be able to really reiterate that, I think that's going to be really important to get that point across to people. And so there are a few times where you use the phrase, I was doing this, I was doing that, I was working my energy. What, what can you say that will allow people to know how to work their energy, if you will? Yes. And it's actually simple. This is very simple. It's not always easy. And I'm not saying that I'm in blissful energy 24-7. I am human. I have my days. Things happen, right? Especially right now, everything going on in the world, right? It, it can be challenging. But when you realize that everything is energy. And I even told you this is not woo-woo. It was proven in scientific research, which is brilliant. It's like mind-blowing. Even the scientists that discovered it were like, what is going on here? 
Okay, so I think we're just the tip of the iceberg of understanding the power of energy. So here's what you have to do, and it's simple, but it takes practice. Just like a professional athlete is excellent at what they do, they practice every day. Just like a musician, they know how to play their instrument. They practice and practice. What I'm saying is everyone listening needs to take this information and begin to practice and never stop practicing because this is what creates your life. So number one, we already said it, but I'm gonna say it again. And this is what you're all about, Nick, is wellness is the foundation. You know when you're exhausted and you're hyped up on sugar, whatever, you, and something challenging happens, you can't get through it. Like everything feels like a challenge when you're exhausted and you're not nourishing your body, mind, body, spirit, and energy. Okay, so that's it. You've got to nourish yourself at every level. I always say, what do you feed? You feed your body here? Foods. It's got to be real food grown from Mother Nature. No chemicals, no additives, no preservatives, no crap, right? If you don't want to feel like crap, you stop feeding yourself crap. It's obvious. It's common sense. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. You just got to do it, okay? What are you feeding your body here? Okay, you got to be hydrated food. What are you feeding yourself here? So when my book released, which is another example of energy, by the way, how is it possible that I write, I spend 10 years researching and I spend a year writing Stressless Success and release it in February of 2020, the month before the pandemic hits. How mm. is that even possible that I could release a book about stress the, right when a pandemic is hitting? You can't, you can't plan that. But these are the things that happen when you work your energy. But number one, I am absolutely priority. I get to bed early when I can. Sometimes I have things going on. I wake up. The first thing I do when I wake up, you know, human nature is all these thoughts hit us. Like, oh no, I got to get up. I got to, you know, feed the dog. I got to talk to my boss. I got to deal with this. I got to deal with it, right? I got to pay my bills. All this fear and anxiety and worry. The world's most accomplished people do not allow, allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. They create a better feeling thought. Now notice what I'm saying. Yes, it's your thoughts, but it's how they feel. Well, today's going to be a good day. I'm interested in what the people I'm going to meet, the, the things I'm going to do. I, I'm looking forward to having a good conversation with my boss or my client or my spouse, whatever. Okay. Do you know what I say in the morning now? Because I was noticing I was having a better and better day. I wake up every morning, Nick, and I say to myself, today is going to be the best day of my life. And I feel what it's going to feel like. I get the feeling. What does it feel like to have the best day of my life? One of my best days, right? And guess what? Today's the best day of my life because I'm here talking to you on this podcast, right? Like how, what else would I want to be doing right now? But sharing these ideas with the world. So wellness is a foundation. You got to get rest. You got to drink real water, move your body, breathe fresh air, eat real food, number one. Number two, watch how your thoughts make you feel. How are you feeling? Now, let me explain something, a couple things. Number one, you can have a thought that seems positive. We hear about this all the time, right? You know, positive mindset. You just gotta think positively. Well, what I discovered is that's not correct. 
It works great when things are going well. And you're thinking, and things are going well, you're having a great day, right? It's so easy to think more positive thoughts and everything's flowing, right? Well, when a challenge happens and you try to force a positive thought about something you're upset about, you make the situation worse. Yeah, it comes from a place of fear. I think I remember I remember, I remember. Uh, I had that down. Yep. So this occurred to me when I was working with a client. I do a lot of one-on-one coaching. I do a lot of, and I was working with a CEO of a $250 million company. And she said, my business is going, going, this is really stressful, but Janet, I'm very afraid. I'm filled with fear because I have this pain in my abdomen. And I'm so afraid that all the stress from running my business, I'm developing a chronic illness and I'm very scared. She said, but don't worry. I took all the seminars, read all the books, took all the workshops about positive thinking. And I know I just need to develop positive affirmations. So I go to bed every night, Janet, and I'm saying to myself positive thoughts. And I said to her, I said, Monica, what are you saying to yourself? She said, I go to bed at night and I'm saying, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. That's when I realized she's forcing a positive thought, but I could feel the energy of fear. Mm. She was making her situation worse by trying to force a positive thought about something she was upset about. So you see the difference? But let me explain them what you do. In that moment, that was my discovery moment, that mind thoughts are not the answer, that it's how you feel, what the feeling is behind that thought. So I said to her, imagine you're on a ladder. Right now, Monica, you're at the low rung of a ladder. You're filled with fear about this pain in your abdomen. You cannot leap to the top rung of a ladder in one leap, right? If you try to leap from the bottom rung, the top rung of a ladder, you're going to fall off the ladder and break your leg or worse, right, Nick? Okay. Yeah. You can't do it. And that's what we try to do when we force a positive thought. So I said, okay, let's just take one rung at a time. I said, okay, Monica, you're a smart woman, right? Yes, I am. Your body is showing you and telling you that something's out of balance. Yes, it is. So the pain you're feeling is actually a good thing because your body is showing you that something needs to change. Yes, it is. Do you see, isn't that a better feeling thought around the pain? It's almost like, oh, this pain's a good thing. Like all of a sudden I was shifting her energy, but with little thoughts, we were grabbing the rung of a ladder and getting solid footing as we climbed. Mm. Now, at one point, then you're going to get too far on that ladder. and It's going to start to feel uncomfortable again. And this is step number three. You walk away from it. You get off the ladder, walk away from the subject. If it's starting to feel uncomfortable, trying to think anything slightly better about a subject you're upset about, walk away and do anything and everything that helps you feel better. What do you love to do that makes you feel great? right? Some people it's prayer, meditation. Some people it's dance and sing. I love putting my earbuds in and I dance around my house and sing the great uplifting music while even I'm doing something mundane, like making my breakfast or cleaning the house or whatever, right? Doing weeding in my gardens outside, whatever, get outside of mother nature, you know, walk your dog, pet your cat, whatever uplifts and expands your energy off the subject. Because as soon as you feel better and you feel more uplifted, then you have clearer thinking and better energy. And then you can go back to that subject that is upsetting you. So let me just say, number one is wellness. Mm -hmm. Number two 
is notice how your thoughts make you feel. Yep. And don't try to go too far too fast. Try to force positive thoughts. Just climb the ladder gradually. Number three, have a list of things in your hip pocket that you can always do off the subject that elevates and expands how you feel. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think um, I really liked the, the steps that you brought that CEO through because I think that what you did is nothing about the situation changed. It was that you just changed like how she went about creating some sort of positive affirmation. Instead of saying like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy out of fear, you broke it down and made her more aware of what's actually going on. It's like, okay, you have this pain in your abdomen that's telling you that something that's something is wrong, which is very helpful. So now it's almost like she is equipped with this sense of responsibility or more of like equipped with this sense of control that like, okay, now I know something's wrong. Now I know that I can take some sort of ownership of this and change my actions to be able to try to resolve the situation. And then the positive affirmation of like, I'm in control can come out rather than the fear of I'm healthy, I'm healthy. Nick, that's brilliant. You really get this. I'm so impressed with that because this is what I talk about, empowerment. I am literally giving people their power back. So look at right now, everybody's looking at what's happening and they think they're victims, but this isn't even just now, it's really elevated right now because everything that's happening, but like, yes. oh, you know, all the time, it's been happening for years. Like, oh, it's my boss. Like, oh, it's my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my spouse that's causing me to be unhappy. Or it's the government or it's the economy. Well, if you wanna keep blaming everything else, right? And being a victim, you're, you're giving away your power. Yeah. Even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of challenges that we're all facing, we can either be miserable and focused on the problem or you can open yourself up to solutions that are possible. So again, this happened at the farm. We lost, as soon as the pandemic hit, we lost revenue for three months because we do all these weddings and events and we do, we ran out our cabins, Airbnb. We were so, and again, I knew about energy. I'm like, okay, I can either be concerned and fearful or I can just start working my energy. Guess what? Now, because we're an open air environment, our farms were popular than every people want to come there and eat. They want farm to table dinners. They want fresh food out in the country, breathing fresh air. Mm. We're now expanding parts of our business. We brought in a chef from around, he's a French chef from around the world. He's like, I mean, we're like expanding parts of our business that we never would have done. So because of that, I even said to my son the other day, the pandemic is causing us to have a bigger business. Mm -hmm. instead of a, a small right it's like how can that even happen it happens when you just take your power back and you know you've got to understand this and, and in stress of success I literally take people by the hand you know that I walk them through all of these teachings that mm -hmm. that power's within you but there's one other thing if I may mention about this whole mindset thing right is that negative thoughts are a positive thing and that's yeah. the other thing. So first of all, I say positive, positive thinking is not the answer. That's my first controversial point. My, that's the first discovery. And we just talked about that. Well, my other discovery is that negative thoughts can actually be a positive thing. And people are like, whoa, Janet, what are you talking about? No way. That's so wrong. Like, no, just listen. Your negative thoughts feel uncomfortable, right? It's your red flag showing you that you're off your path. 
that your energy is off. So I talk about analogy in the book that you're on a highway and you're driving down the highway to the future of your dreams. And you hit those rumble strips. You start to daydream. You hit the rumble strips on the side of the road, right? Like a boom, 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 boom. They feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But those rumble strips are keeping you from driving off a cliff. Yeah. Darn good thing, right? Yeah, it's a great analogy. Your negative thoughts are just your rumble strips on the side of the road, letting you know that you're getting off your energy. Your energy is off. So it's okay. Don't fight against. If you fight against negative thoughts, you make them stronger. If you push against anything, you give it power. You're giving your energy to it. So it's okay. We're human. We all have positive, negative thoughts. And that's why I say, stop trying to control your thoughts. Have you ever been able to control 100% of your thoughts 100% of the time? No. No, so give it up. That's what everybody's telling you to do out there. But I tell you differently. It's okay. You're going to have positive and negative thoughts. They're just your little rumble strips on the side of the road. So, okay, that's good. It's a good thing. So what can I do right now? That thought is making me feel uncomfortable. It's my rumble strips. Okay, it's all right. Let it go. Don't fight against it. It's a good thing. What can I do right now to feel better? Yeah. I almost, in a sense, don't even like using the terms positive and negative thoughts because to me, you can think of a traditional negative situation in a positive way, but that doesn't mean you're being overly positive because like you were talking about, it's not just positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking, but it's like just being accepting of of the of the kind of the negative and realizing that you still have ownership of what you can do now. So to me, like the, the positive and negative is can be loosely defined and defined differently by different people. Bingo. Okay, that is so important what you just said. So let me mention this. Exactly. You get this, Nick. So think about it. Somebody looks at the word challenge as a negative thing. Like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I got to struggle. Other people are like, ah, oh, give me the challenge. Let me roll up my sleeves. I'm so excited to uncover solutions. So what's the difference? The word's the same. Right. What's different is the way it feels. Mm. It's the energy. Yeah. So absolutely, I agree with you a thousand percent. It's not about positive and negative thoughts. I even just said, even negative thoughts are a good thing. Like that can be a good feeling thing. Like, oh, it's helping me. It's showing me I'm off my path. And even the research has even shown, Nick, that some people that view stress as a negative thing are the people that get the physical issues of stress. Some people look at stress and say, okay, it's getting me going. It's the fuel. And let's look at that. Desire fuels creation. Yeah. Right. So it could be a positive desire. Like I want more money. I want a better girlfriend. I want a better body. Right. But okay. So that could be a positive desire when they start to feel it. But what about the desire out of challenge? Like we want cleaner water. It's the, it's the contrast of dirty water that fuels desire for better for solutions. If it wasn't for the contrast of life, the challenges of life, it would not fuel us to want better. If it wasn't for a health challenge, it wouldn't fuel the desire to be healthier sometimes, right? Yeah. No, I I like that because I think it's it's the situation, the challenge, the the healthy water issue, the any kind of issue 
that's not the thing that matters as much. It's the lens with which you look at it through. Um, so I really, I really like that. We could talk about that forever, but I want to make sure we get down to the last few things. So I'm respectful of your time. So before I ask the last couple of questions, the, I think that in order to get closer to the best version of yourself, it's so important to try to gain as like some clarity. And I think the process of gaining clarity is every single day of what does this person look like? What is the best version of myself look like? What is that person capable of? And then re- try to reverse engineer that person every single day. And so there was a couple sentences out of the book that I'm going to read out real quick that I think comes from the High Performance Institute. But it says, the world's most successful people have incredible clarity on what it means to be their best, how they want to show up in the world, and what it takes for them to be successful. And I really loved that because it's what I'm all about. I think it's about gaining clarity on what does my best look like? And then how can I actually make that? How can I show up with that in the world every single day? So kind of based off of those couple sentences, how do we become more self-aware to determine what it means to be our best? Okay. And so what that is, and so the High Performance Institute, of which I represent a part of them, they, they're, they are all about what you're thinking about and what, and, and that is very, very important. It was like, what does it mean in my head? What does it mean for me to be my best? But again, I take that further and say, what does it feel like then? Okay, so let me just mention that. So again, that goes back to the initial question that you asked, is you still need to know, like, what does that mean to be your best? To be polite to people, to share good things, to give, you know, your kindness and your love and your compassion, whatever. What does it mean? And so we even talk about writing down words that describe your best self. So do get clarity on that. But then what does it feel like? Mm. What does that feel like? So, so yes, you need that mental clarity. And then from that, take action. Mm. Be your best. And so every day, what does that mean to be your best? And then get the feeling. Because as you take action from the feeling, if you go to the gym, because you know being your best is to be fit. If you go there like, oh, but I'm not. And oh, this is so hard, right? And the then you're not being your best. So again, what does it feel like to feel that power and that energy just feel awesome, you know, on that equipment or whatever that is? Yeah, take action from the feeling, I think. I think that uh, I think that's really powerful. And I think it I think that really came together for me right there, how you described that. So last couple of questions. Um, again, I think just to kind of restate it it's really important to try to gain clarity on where it is that you kind of want to go, who it is that you kind of want to be and then reverse engineer that person. So I think a question that I found really helpful for myself and found really helpful for the people that I work with is what is a particular skill or piece of knowledge or experience that the best version of myself has that I don't currently have? So the same question goes for you. That I don't currently have? One of the things I'm striving for, and this is one of my words to describe my best self, by the way, Nick, is peaceful. Mm. So imagine being at peace, no matter what's happening around you. Because there's going to be good things and bad things and challenges and successes and things that happen all around us. Look what's happening around us right now. But when you know that everything is for a reason, everything is for a reason. Like every challenge has a solution and every challenge feels desire for better. And every beautiful thing 
right, has happened and everything that seems less than beautiful. And it's all for a reason. Peace is one of the most elevated, expanded energies that you can be at. Because being at peace, no matter what, through the good and the bad, quote unquote, right? You now are at this calm energy that only allows things to flow, solutions, mm. possibilities, desire that fuels creation. It's all good. That's what I'm striving for. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I definitely think that, like you said, peacefulness is probably one of the highest forms of energy that uh, you can try to attain and try to and try to master. Well, before I ask the last question, Janet, I just want to acknowledge you by saying I know this book is going to be so it's been impactful on me and I know it's going to be so impactful on others. And like you said before the interview, a lot of this stuff is super deep stuff and it's hard to grasp and it, it can be hard to try to implement. But I want to acknowledge you for really taking the time over the last decade, last 10 years and longer for really studying it and for really trying to gain a grasp and really trying to find the ways to implement it and then go out and serve other people with the things that you've discovered because it's obviously making a huge impact in so many people's lives and in your own life as well. And I think that for anybody to be able to find solutions for themselves and then communicate it and serve it to others is one of the highest forms of, of service that you can do. So I think that's great. Um, so I want to make, I know everybody's going to want to go learn more and get this book. So make sure you guys go to JanetMcKee.com. Um, you can follow her on, on Instagram at Janet Maria McKee. You can follow her on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Is there any other place that people should know to go learn more about you and go support you? Actually, I'm because of everything happening in the world, I already hit number one bestseller in five categories on Amazon with this book. I decided when the pandemic hit, I'm giving the book away for free. Stresslesssuccess.com. They can get an immediate download of a three-day banished burnout plan so that they can start to get results immediately based on some of the things we discussed today. But they have the option to order a free paperback that I ship to them. They just have to pay shipping and handling. Of course, the book's available. The ebook's available. We lowered the price on Amazon and all that jazz. But stresslesssuccess.com is a great place to get immediate information and the option to get a free book. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. That's so cool. All right. So the last thing is I think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is a constant journey. And I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So for you personally, if there are three things that you can currently do or currently work on to get closer to the best version of yourself, to get closer to that best version of Janet McKee, what are those three things that you could currently do or work on? For me or for everybody? For you. Ooh. I am doing more on only taking action from a good energy state. Like, because I'm an action person. I'm a mm -hmm. high achiever. I go, 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 go. And I'm learning to not go until I take that moment and, and clear up my energy. Before I get on a phone call, before I go into a meeting, before... I do anything, write an email, right? I'm always learning to do that, number one. Number two, oh, I'm constantly, I'm a wellness person for decades, but I'm, co I'm constantly going to the next level, right? I'm doing more, longer workouts, more 
really being deliberate, even more so always on putting the best into my body that I possibly can. But, but that's a high performer. We're always looking to go to the next level. There's always, so I'm doing great. How can go to the next level? And number three, just feeling, feeling that love comes from me. It's not about me and the world so much. It's about everybody. And when I get out of me and I just think about everybody, like this conversation is about you and your listeners. It's not about me. Everything I do is about, I'm putting, you know, I call the love, right? I'm putting that love out into the world. And when I drive my business and my life, based on what can I give? What can I put out there in the world? Because I already know from an energetic standpoint, whatever I put out comes back to me in some way Mm -hmm. and in unexpected ways. So every moment of every day, I'm trying, I'm not perfect at it, trying to put that out. What am I putting out? Because this is important for everybody. And you especially, Nick, because you're communicating with so many people in the country and around the world. We need everybody to shift their energy right now. Put that out, put out something good. Because the world needs good right Mm -hmm. now. And the more all of us do that, the more we're going to see good happen in the world. Yeah, I love I love that last one, how you mentioned that, you know, because of the laws of energy, if I put out a bunch of love, then it's going to find a way to, to come back to me. And I think that if everybody acted with that mindset then everyone would be a whole lot better. So it was awesome today, Janet. I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, uh, have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you, Nick, so much. Thank you. (laughs) You're brilliant at what you do, by the way. I've been interviewed by a lot of people and the questions you asked were just spot on. And I'm just so impressed with you and everything you're doing. So thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this special episode with Janet. I'd encourage you to take some time with this one. These are deep thoughts that take some time to grasp and implement. But if used, they can have absolutely massive amounts of impact on your life. Now, I know when she talks about energy, it can sound woo at some points. But remember that everything is energy. At the tiniest aspect of everything, nothing is solid. It's science. Everything is flowing. And if you learn to be able to harness the energy in particular ways, you can use it to your advantage. I know for me every morning, I spend five minutes closing my eyes in silence and I work on breathing and visualization. Now, instead of just visualizing, I'm gonna work on the feelings that I want to gain from the goals that I'm visualizing. Once I get those feelings down, I'm gonna work on experiencing that feeling in my head and my body each and every morning. Make sure you share this episode with a friend or family member who you think would get something from it and be inspired by it. You never know when an episode like this that you send to somebody might just be the turning point they need to start making a change in their life. If you like the show, be sure to leave it a rating and review on iTunes and let me know what you thought. I also post a video episode every single week along with show notes that you can find at nickcarrier.com slash podcast. For now, it's time to take action. Do not let another day go by when you're not focused on becoming your best you. Cast a vision for where you wanna go as clearly as you can and determine what that version of yourself is feeling. And then act based off that feeling. Act from a place of positive energy rather than fear. The journey's not an easy one, but it's a rewarding one. It's never ending, but it's necessary to take. It's the journey closer and closer to your best you.